Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Every day, we are inviting men to embark on a journey of personal growth, especially in the area of emotional growth. This is an essential part of breaking free from unhealthy, unwanted sexual behaviors and pursuing a life of integrity and joy. On today's program, Stephen brings lots of statements from men who are stunted on their journey of emotional growth, such as, I have a good life and I'm stable. Just leave everything alone. Why do I have to keep growing? We then offer insights and practical ideas for getting unstuck and going deeper to grow in emotional maturity. For specific help on going deeper emotionally, we encourage you to download our free resource, 40 Days of Training for Your Soul at bebroken.org slash store. For even more resources, visit bebroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And would you please rate and review the podcast after listening? This helps other people find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries, and Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now, let's dive into today's conversation. All right, Stephen Cervantes. Yay! Thank you. Glad to be here. Excited. Appreciate the audience that listens and Hopefully, we learn a few things, they learn a few things, and God gets the glory. Yeah. Well, you were you were madly scribbling over there as we were getting started here, and um, I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about this time because, uh, you know, you, you have said it for many, many years. It's what you talk about all the time when we do our <laughs> workshops or just any time you get into a conversation about the journey of transformation— you're always oh, like, good. you've got to go on a growth mission, growth mission, growth <laughs> mission. And a lot of times people, sometimes they hear that and they, they may have their own idea of what that means. Mm. But I think what you've always meant is what we're going to talk about today. You've got to keep going deeper. Ooh, that's and good. So you've been paying attention. Yeah, that is I, good. Well, you've been hounding me for 20 <laughs> plus years, so... <laughs> Oh, that's good. Why don't you help us understand where we're going today and like why is it so important that we've got to keep going deeper on this journey? I I like a little niche of people. I love men that are struggling in relationships. I just love that little group of people. Um, and, And it's like, okay, everybody work with everybody else, but give me that little group. I love those guys. And it's fun when they call and they go, hey, I read your website and I think I'm emotionally underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. They'll, yeah. they'll say, the, let's see, what words did you say? Emotionally, yeah, that was what you wrote. That's, that was me. That's why I'm calling you because I know I'm stunted in some areas. And, and remember, when your life doesn't work, you need an escape. Mm. 
right? So when you find somebody with an addiction, I don't care if they're overeating, overspending, porning, I don't care what they're doing, right? They are escaping from their personal life. It's like, why is your life so bad? Well, why you got to escape you? You got to spend all day with you. Where you got to go? You get to be with you and God and his creation and other people, and you get to live a life. Why do you have to escape? Because the scariest place for an addict is alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, I totally agree with that because the, the scariest place is all those where all those wounds are carried, yep. where all the trauma from the past, where, where all of the unanswered questions reside <sighs> that we're too scared to ask somebody else. And so... And our identity. Yeah. Our unworthiness. And, and I think, too, compounded to that is... Every single guy that we've ever dealt with has learned a way to live, to function in the world, whether it be work or or relationships or whatever else. But that functioning is, hey, I'm going to present what I think I should present, or I'm going to be who I think I should be in this situation. (laughs) And so there's a falseness to that. And it's like that just compounds all of the agony inside. This guy said, look, I don't do emotions, okay? But I hang around people and I study them. And so I can mimic emotions really well. And I can look like I'm emotional because I learned the lines and the timing. Mm -hmm. But he said, I'm really stunted. I don't know me, but I can be what you need me to be in the moment. And you know what that makes me think of? That's another example of that that might help people understand a little bit about what we're talking about here. As soon as you said that, I thought about people who uh, who have grown up in even our society here in the United States mm-hmm. and don't know how to read. Ah. And okay. yet they can function in life because That's what are they right. doing? They're doing exactly what you said that guy just did. Hey, you know what? I, lo- I looked and I saw when, okay, when somebody saw that sign and they took a right turn. Okay. So now I know that that means to go right. And, and so there's a way in which you can function yeah. and hide the reality that I'm very ignorant regarding certain things. And so what you're saying is compensate and cover up and work around and be quiet and hide in silence. We do a lot of things, right? And and what I hear you saying is this idea of going deeper is saying, hey, let's break that ignorance. Let's let's really learn what it is to to know ourselves, to know God, to know others, and to be known by others as well. And think about what you just said. I gotta pursue God, right? We have to know God. But the second part is if you know yourself and your struggles, you get to invite God into those places. Because mm-hmm. we're not just spiritual beings. Right. Right? If you wanted to make us just spiritual beings, we'd all be little puffy clouds with eyeballs and mouths, and we would puff at each other, and we're just spirits. But he made us beings. Yeah, we're physical emotional, and emotional. Physical, yeah. with bodies. And I think he wants to go on that journey, too. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm listening on the radio. This guy's talking about the work he does. And he said, I hired the... I look back over my lifetime, I hired some terrible people. And, and, and then he said, and somebody said, why? And he said, because I didn't know myself. Hmm. I thought, what? Let me think about that a minute. Because, right, if, if, if you trust yourself, you know, do you feel comfortable with this person? If you're down emotionally, if you're present, is that person present? Are we tracking together? Are they using, are they honest? And are they saying deep things or... They shallow. It's like 
if I'm shallow and you're shallow, hey, this is a great fit. But you realize that people, and they don't know themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They can work and do perfect jobs, but their personal lives, their relationship lives are a mess. And so I was thinking, how would somebody have told you that you didn't do your emotional work? They would say something like, you know, you're kind of shallow. Mm. Well, what does that line mean? You're kind of shallow. It means you don't look at the deeper stuff. You don't know that life's a little complicated. We carry wounds and we're struggling. and A lot of us don't feel good about ourselves. So let me look at my sheet of paper here. Um, you, you, you know, there are people that say you're shallow. Oh, you don't know yourself. Hey, you don't know yourself very well, do you? Mm-hmm. Our conversations are not very deep. You know, our com- you know, in the dating process or when you're married, you're going to hear and really hear. Your con- our conversations are not very deep. What does that mean? It means you don't go into your stuff. Or, or even saying, asking the question, why a lot? So, so when I say this, why do you always have to respond with sarcasm or a joke or, you know, oh, something like that? Good. That's another thing. Like, why, why, don't, why can't you answer me seriously when I ask this particular question? No, that's you perfect. Know? They're sarcastic people. They're critical people. They're negative people. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are things to say. And there are ways to function, right? There you go. That's but it's, it. it's a deflection from actually going to the deeper places. So I have this thought about denial. Denial is knowing something but not wanting to know it. Mm. So I think denial is good and it's bad. So what's a good side of denial? There, you might be in a car wreck on the way home. Mm-hmm. You understand? Or you're going to die one day. Or, or, you know, this is the best job you might have in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you could think of a lot of things or you could get sick. You're gonna, do you know you're going to get sick before you die? Mm-hmm. Do I want to function on, on that level of what could happen? And, and, and right? Or do I want to just say, no, I'm going to trust God, walk in faith today. And if bad things happen, I'll deal with it. I'm not going to always be on guard. I'm not always, you know, look at you. You look like you're threatening me. I mean, I'm always on defensive. It's like, no, just rest and, and realize bad things are going to happen to all of us. Sorry, they are. And mm-hmm. we're going to work through them. So th- the good side is we all have some denial. It's the only way to go through life is to deny that, you know, your partner's going to die. Do you know that? You know, mm-hmm. do I want to spend all day thinking? No, I don't want to think about that thought. But to to deny that um, that there's something that's off in your system or not working that great or, or you always bend to criticism or negativity or you're a downer or, do you know there's a, a little pattern about yourself? Do you know that pattern? And mm-hmm. you ever question why you always have to make people laugh or you always go into blank stare or you say the same thing over and over? I mean, have you seen this pattern? It's, it's a shadow of something else. You, and we can see these shadows, if you will, these patterns, these ways. And, and either we're going to face them or we're not. Yeah, as you're saying that, one of the things I think about, too, is there's, you know, the the healthy denial, if we could put it that way, is this idea of saying, hey, there are some things that if I, I may know them, but if I dwell on them, it creates no. anxiety and stress and things like that. There's other things like I know them. Let's say, for instance, um, let's say in the work that we do, Stephen, you and I know that if a... Uh, if we do not have healthy relationships in our lives where somebody knows us and can 
hold us mm-hmm. accountable and can call us on the carpet and those kind of things, we are not going to grow as men. That's right. So the unhealthy denial there would be saying, oh, yeah, you know what? I know I need to be connected with others. I know I need to have some friends that really know me. I know I need to maybe be in a group for a season. I know. And to deny that is then to say, you know what? I'm stunted. I'm actually stunting my growth. I'm stunting who I'm meant to be. And is that a little bit and of what you're talking the outcome, about? That's right? the outcome, right? As you will die stunted. And so that's why I think uh, it is important as, as we encourage people along this path that as you um, eliminate the ignorance, mm, meaning, that's good. okay, I can't, I can't say I don't know now what it requires to be a healthy man or woman. Mm. At, at that point, once you have that knowledge— to do, to not do it is then denial. Yes, and to stay stunted, right? Yeah. And to be low on <clears throat> self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because one of the lines you use is a good hiding line. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. If you say, I don't know a lot, that's an indication that you're hiding and you don't want to do the deeper work. So I told Jonathan before we started this talk, we have to have this talk once a year. All the time, yeah. Because... Because listen to these statements I'm about to read, because these are what men say that justify or explain why, why do I have to go deeper? First one, look, I'm stable enough. I have a good life. Everything's okay. Why can't I just die like this? I got here. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to keep growing? Well, my first response to that individual would be saying, well, in some ways, you're already dead. (laughs) Because if you're essentially saying, what's what's the point of trying to continue to improve or grow? In a way, that's kind of like a death, like I'm an emotionally stunted, dead person, you know. And the thing I would say on that, too, is um, that's a person that has has defined a different target of what is like an abundant life. What is a fulfilled oh. life? And for them, they might be saying, hey, I've got enough money in the bank. I'm healthy. I'm, you know, and they're they're using kind of all these superficial circumstantial things to define I'm okay. I'm stable. Yeah. And I love that word stable. It's like, hey, I'm in a good stable. Let me just stand here for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing shaky. Right? And that's probably a person, and I can relate to this in some ways, because that's probably a person that maybe has a lot, is driven inwardly a lot by fear. Because to say the word stable even <laughs> is like, okay, I've got security here. I feel, I feel secure. Yeah. And so there's probably some safety issues there in terms of it's, it feels fearful to be vulnerable, to actually keep trying to improve, and that's mm-hmm. maybe scary to them. So the next guy says, look, I have a good life. Just, I mean, there's a lot of good in my life. What? Why, just leave everything alone, okay? There's a lot of good. Why do I have to go into and muck up stuff? You know, I have a good life. You know what's interesting? When I hear this, I think um, uh, Jesus had a good life too. <laughs> and yet there was it was full of all kinds of pain and resistance and persecution and all this kind of stuff. And so in, in some ways, you have, to, you have to ask yourself, how am I defining good life? Because the reality is, is if we're following Christ, if we're actually leaning into who he's called us to be, he is going to challenge us to take risks that are going to say, you know what, I want you to open your mouth and say this thing to this person that might 
cause there to be a negative response. I want you to do this act of love that is going to seem counterintuitive to everybody else in your life, maybe even Christians around you. I want mm. you to I want you to invite this person into your home and create a relationship with them, even if it's going to cause strife. And so, you know what I mean? It's like, usually when I hear this, I have a good life. It means I'm comfortable. Yes. And yes. I don't want to be, I don't want to be pushed in any kind of discomfort, but you and I both know if you're on a growth mission and you're needing to go deeper, it's going to require, there's going to be pain points yes. in that. And that's still a good life, but it's just, we're redefining what good is. Okay. Based on everything you just said, pain points and chaos and growth and change. Hey, what if I just don't want to? Okay. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to look deep in myself. I just mm-hmm. don't want to. So so why don't you just be quiet? Because I don't want to. <laughs> well, you are free to turn off the podcast. Um, and the reality is, in, in this kind of a statement, you know what? It's true. There's nothing we can do. If you don't mm-hmm. want to do that, you you don't have to do that. I, and we're not going to shame anybody for yeah, saying, I don't want right. to do this. Because can I be honest with you, Stephen? You know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I go, I don't want to go look deeper either, because <laughs> sometimes I mean, I don't want, it's good. you can probably Being honest. You know, you've been you've been on this journey of life even a little bit longer than I have, and you know what? You'd probably say even as deep as you have gone, yeah, there are some times where you feel like there's more. Like, yeah. is there seriously more that I could? So, in some ways, the journey can get a little bit um, uh, tiring. Yeah. Because you're like, my goodness, haven't we? And and what? what <laughs> Can sometimes, we rest now? Sometimes Can the thing, we be there? Well, sometimes the thing that challenges me in terms of going deeper is I think, wait a second, we're, uh, this block looks familiar. Oh, uh, I've been around I the block. I think I've already been on this block before. <laughs> Why well, well, I'm having to go on it again and realizing, oh my goodness, there's even more of the same things that I need to keep digging into. Mm-hmm. So it's not always fresh new exciting things to yeah. you know explore so. but i gotta tell you when you're talking about that this thought comes to my mind that i to me it's like going to the beach i get up in the morning the sun is rising nobody's on the beach and the beach is covered with interesting pieces of glass that have been polished there's shells some are broken and some are not i'm always what got washed up last mm. night i mean that's how i go to the beach and i go wow look at this this buoy that fell off a boat at sea you know or you know i'm always mm-hmm. looking because i think i've done it you're right i've done it long enough that that i'm looking for little pieces the little like another puzzle piece that'll complete the puzzle and that's something that i think would be encouraging to the person that's saying hey what what if i just don't want to look deep inside myself yeah. is you know what put yourself put yourself in community with some other people that have done this longer than you cuz i think some of the reasons that people go i don't want to look inside myself is because they've never looked inside themselves right. and so it just looks too overwhelming it's kind of like um you know, walking into a room that is so filthy and cluttered, you can't even see the floor. Oh, that's good. And it just where feels like, start? I don't even know where to start. Go to kid, go, send your kid <clears throat> to clean the room, and it's a mess from top to bottom. Yeah. It's like, I'm overwhelmed. So get with uh, get with some people that have uh, maybe a little bit more tidy a room. <laughs> yeah. And they can say, hey, listen, let me show you, let me show yeah. you why it's important to get started. That's and good. Get some encouragement. So the next guy says, look, how will this change anything live my whole life this way is how i know how to live and and how do you know it will change anything 
How, how do you know it'll have an effect that's good for me or somebody else? Why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. You're going to invite me to chaos, and that's why I don't go there. But you're telling me something good will come? Yeah, and I don't think it's something that even we have to say, you know what, it's our, it's our idea that something good will come out of this. Um, God is the one who is saying something good will come out of this. Because he's, he says all throughout his word, listen, if you will live according to the way that I have designed you, if you'll live into the life that I have made for you, mm-hmm. he said you will experience things like peace and joy and love and faithfulness and kindness. All these types of things That's will come good. into your life. Now, typically, the the person that is saying this is struggling because they are looking for probably a quick outcome. That's true. Like, I want peace now. I want joy now. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, again, using that analogy of the room that's just cluttered from top to bottom, it's going to take a while as you piece by piece start kind of organizing and cleaning out this mess. Mm-hmm. But... Again, if you can walk with those who have gone before you, there can be some encouragement of like, you know what? You just made a huge milestone, and I want I want to recognize that in you. I want to sh- show you that while it doesn't maybe feel right now like you confessing that thing has any major impact on the transformation of your oh. life, you just made a huge breakthrough in becoming a different kind of man. And each of those steps is a little breakthrough, right, mm-hmm. in discomfort. This guy said, look— I see a little of what's there. Okay, I see a little bit. And and so when you say I don't see it, I see it. I see some of it. Okay, I see it. That's enough. I see it. So let's go on. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a little edge or I have this way. Okay, fine, I see it. You tell me I see it. I acknowledge it. Okay, we're done. Yeah, you know, when I think of this uh, in the... In the workshop, a lot of times I'm helping guys understand a little bit of the difference between confession and repentance. Okay. And and uh, confession is if you think about all of the all of your secrets and they're they're hidden in this closet and the the door is shut and the lights out, so it's this dark closet. Um, and the the room that you're in is full of light. So uh, confession is simply cracking the door open enough so that the light can go into that room so you can see it. You can see what's in there. Uh. But that does nothing for bringing it out. That does nothing for, in other words, just opening the door to see what's in there doesn't mean you've changed anything about the composition of that closet or about how you're going to interact with things in that closet. So repentance is then starting to say, okay, now I'm going to actually engage my will and start bringing those things out. And so for the guy that says, hey, I see it. I see what's there, but it's not enough. I don't. Well, it's like, okay, you've got to go beyond just seeing it and now taking action to in order engage to the pieces, right? Change. So, okay, here's my life strategy. I'm nice, I'm friendly, and I smile. And then I move on. So you got a problem? I'm nice, I'm friendly, I smile, and I move on. I have a problem? I'm nice, I'm friendly, I smile, and I move on. Hey, it's worked all these years. Why do I got to mess with that? Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's a strategy for sure. But again, you know, and, and here's the thing. You, you've heard all these statements, right? Yes. So what would compel a guy to even make that statement? And what I mean by that is if that really is, quote, unquote, good enough, why is it that he has to almost defend that position? Uh. Hey, hey, listen, Stephen, I mean, <laughs> I smile, I'm a nice guy, and I move on. Okay, but some, for some reason, you're feeling like you have to defend that position uh. to me 
because intuitively you know and you've experienced that's not full enough. Mm. That's not deep enough. That's not that's not yeah. really hitting the core of who I want to be or who I know that God has created me to be. Yeah, you sound like a six-year-old. Right. Smile. <laughs> Get a popsicle. Go down the street. Everybody's be happy, you know? Yeah. Well, but we're adults, and life mm-hmm. is hard, and there are battles, and I need my battle buddy with me through the battle. And that's a good way to think of this. Uh, for those of you who are listening and you think, but wait a second, that's been my strategy. We want you to understand that as we mature— as we grow, again, this is a growth mission. Um, sometimes we latched on to a six-year-old strategy, right. and we're continuing to try to use it when we're forty-five. Yes. And all we're saying is, and this is not about shame or anything like that. Well, all we're saying is, there's a time in which you've got to you've got to let go of the six-year-old strategy, and you've got to start having some grown-up strategies. And, and what we're trying to give you is grown-up strategies for di- going deeper. Good. Next comment. Look, if I don't hear you or your struggles then I don't have to know you or your struggles. We can just be friends. Mm-hmm. Well, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, and honestly, a lot of people do this. And But the problem is, is don't call them a friend. Mm. You have a lot of acquaintances in your life. You have a lot of, you know, coworkers. You have a lot of people that you uh, maybe do your fun activities with. Yeah. A friend is somebody who actually knows you. A friend is somebody who you actually know. A friend is somebody who, um, you know, bleeds with you, cries with you, oh. hurts with you, um, wrestles with you. Right. <laughs> like, you know, will challenge you. And so, again, some of this is redefining terms. Um, a true friend is all those things, not just somebody that says, I don't want to really know who you are, yeah. and I don't want to go there. Here. Look, if I don't know you and your struggles— you can't blame me hmm. for having a bad life, okay? I, if, you, if I don't know, and then, then I don't get to be the blame because sometimes people just dump all their problems on you and it looks like you. now I'm the problem. So let's just stay away from your stuff. Then I won't get blamed. Yeah, you know, some of this too is just re- real. This is exposing the reality of how increasingly self-centered we can become if we adopt these these uh, strategies that say, I don't really want to go deeper. Because think about it, Stephen. When, when you go deeper into yourself and, and to who God's created you to be, yeah. and then that ultimately pushes you into relationships, because that's always where God's going to push you. That's right. Don't you, re- don't, don't you realize that when you're pushed into those relationships, there's always going to be sacrifice required? Mm. There's always going to be some of their burden that you are bearing with them. It's not a, it's not a, just a clean break. Like here, I'm this individual over here and you're that individual over there. When you start really digging into deep yep. relationships, it's a shared, they're shared burdens. They're and, shared. Yeah. And, and this is the material we share, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And we have these dialogues about the deeper struggles. We comfort, we bond, we join, we become one through the struggles, mm-hmm. not by the avoidance. Yeah. Right. So look, Sometimes they'll tell people they're driven by fears. Mm-hmm. And this guy said, well, I didn't know. I have a deep fear. I, I didn't know. I have a deep fear. That's the first time anybody ever told me that. Mm. And you know what? Praise God. There's a breakthrough. <laughs> you know. Now, what I would probably say to that person is, as you start exploring that, it's probably not so much that they didn't have an awareness that they had that fear, 
they just maybe never put language around it or never yeah. been able to know how to identify it. Because the reality is, you and I both know, even as a four or five-year-old, if you're driven by fear, if you've got those things, you're operating from that, even if you can't articulate it, even if you it's can't true. recognize it. So all you're yes. doing is kind of saying, hey, let's put some language on that. So yes. now you know how to deal with it. Good. Look, I'll just tell you my strategy. All my life, I've done my best to not care that much. Because when you care, it just hurts. So I've done my best to not care about whatever comes out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. It kind of, that reminds me of when my, um, you know, when my dad died and my mom was essentially, you know, grieving this incredible loss of her Mm. her husband. And, um, you know, one of the things that she really realized through that was, Yes, there's incredible, deep, deep pain when you have loved someone as intimately as you can love them and then Mm. lose them. But she said, it can't compare with the pain of not being known and loved. So in some ways, she was putting it into a a perspective of saying, yes, you know what? If you go all in, if you pour yourself into someone, if you really care, um, absolutely, you are running the risk of being deeply hurt whether that person betrays you or they die or whatever. But in her mind, yeah. worth it. Because the alternative. Because no in good. many ways, there's you can live then with no regrets. Yes. And what I mean by that is it's like, you know, so many people don't necessarily regret what they've done. They regret what they failed to do. Oh, that's good. And so when it comes yeah. to like going deeper and being known and loved and all of that, when that person dies, your regrets are probably going to be around, I should have opened up more. I should have been more, you know, yeah. all, all that. So. Yeah. so I don't like disagreements. Amen. Conflict, <laughs> arguing, intense. I don't like that stuff. So so I just avoid it. Yeah. I just, this just not argue. Okay. Now, t- to be clear, I didn't give you this statement, but I could have. <laughs> uh I don't like it. I don't like disagreements either. One of the things that I've come to believe, though, is is there's a difference between um, uh, trying to create a disagreement and just recognizing that disagreements are going to come. So we don't want to be people okay. who are saying, "Hey, let me just find a way and a reason to disagree with somebody." That's being a jerk, yeah. you know. But the reality that just living life around people and living life in relationships, right. you're going to not always agree. My wife and I we disagree on a ton of things, but what we've learned is. Uh, if we avoid them, that creates a fracture in the relationship. And so we by avoiding by the, avoiding them, the, the conflict, the differences. When we, we have. when we learn to engage those disagreements, even even when there's not a sense of like, okay, now we agree, that doesn't necessarily have to be the outcome. But because we've not avoided them, then there's strength and health in that relationship, even if we carry disagreements. But because we brought them out, you're saying? Because yeah, because we've, we've talked worked, about them. Because we haven't, they're in the light versus Because we've dark. sought to know what the other person is, is yeah. meaning. And so there's a sense in which I can understand what she means. She can understand what I mean. And even if we still disagree, guess what? We've worked through we it. We understand each other. This yeah. one plays right to it. And this will be the last one. If I block you from emotionally unraveling, then I'll be fine. But if I just stop you from emotionally falling apart in front of me, I'll be okay. Yeah. The challenge with this one is sometimes, uh, and I sometimes I liken this to waves in the ocean. It's like saying, listen, if I can stop that wave from cresting and then falling into the, o- and, into the shore, then I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but 
in the same way, like how odd would it be if a wave is starting to is starting to form in the ocean and then it just it just stopped? You'd be like, yeah. well, that's very unnatural. So in some ways, when there's kind of an emotional wave that's coming, I think it's better to try to ride that wave. Oh. Because yeah. guess what happens with all waves? They right. do eventually crest and crash into the into the shore. Yeah. So there is a sense where there's a beginning and an end to that. And That's so right. if you're trying to stop it all at the beginning, right, you're actually fighting against something that could actually end up fine if you just ride so it. So Jesus out. said, "Be renewed, transformed." There's an old man that's going to be remade into a new man, right? And and somebody said, "Do you know that?" Everybody that met Jesus was changed. Mm-hmm. Now, our talk today is all about staying the same. But every person that encountered Jesus didn't get to stay the same mm-hmm. because it wasn't good for them, right? They were changed. And they all had to go deeper. <laughs> they all go. had to, absolutely. That's good. That's our close. So thank you for being with us. We, uh, you know, we want, that's what our ministry is all about is trying to help you take your next best step on this journey of transformation and, um, and change. And so if you'd like help with that, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to help you take your next step. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to seeing you back here next time on the pure sex radio program. God bless. Take care. Pure sex radio is paid for by be broken ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.